Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the latest rendition of the AG podcast. I'm Jaminator, your host for this evening, and with us, as always, is the button pusher, the terrible button pusher, as we've just had a, a failed start, is Ash Cohen. Good evening, mate. <laughs> Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, we finally managed to get you working again. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, with us uh, today is uh, semi-regular podcaster Peary, uh, Burger. Evening, Burger. Good evening. How are you? I'm good, mate. Are you okay? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Just before we get into it, I mean, are, are you at a member of your family's house or a stranger's I'm house? I'm at my grandmother's tonight. tonight. Your grandmother's tonight. Okay, just so we can clarify ah, yeah. that up. All right, brilliant. Yeah. And uh, and the lovable Irishman, um, it's not Shelbourne, it is, uh, it is Bertie. How are you doing, Bertie? You all right? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, greetings and salutations to all. It's fantastic back on the podcast, and uh, hopefully it's not as incident-packed as the last time I was on with Burger when we heard the, the cops calling round to his house, if you might remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to, good to have you back on, Bertie, as always. Um, so okay. just to break it down uh, for you listeners, what we're going to be talking about. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the panel and, and myself, our brief uh, ideas and first impressions of FIFA 21, how we found the game with it now being out for a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll recap the first first event of FIFA, which was the tournament on Friday night. But he's going to obviously talk a little bit about his golf. Um, we've also got uh, a sort of two-part segment on the transfer window. So any deals that have already happened, we can discuss whether it was a fair deal, who got the better end of it, etc. And then when the, we're going to talk about some transfers that haven't happened that could happen in terms of what uh, certain managers need maybe to kick on and, and boost their, their chances next season. Uh, we'll also have an F1 segment from Joe and uh, also talk about the tournament that's currently ongoing. So plenty to get through in a sort of regular um, you know, amount of time so we'll see uh, how we go we'll start off then uh, Ash we'll come to you first FIFA yeah. 21 I think we've only played once so far um, and I think again it was quite a high score maybe a 4-3 something like that a 5-4 um, it seems to be the theme doesn't it this year how have you found it yeah I mean obviously it is early on and I expect in a month's time it'll have all changed when they've released a couple of updates but um, I think defending on this game is uh, is better um, I think that, um, you know, at the moment, I mean, although I say this, I think I remember FIFA 20 uh, being very, very similar early on. Um, you know, there was a bit more defending involved, um, sort of players not being beaten so easily. Um, so, yeah, that's been quite good. I've got scripts with that. I say I've got scripts with that. I've lost every game in the uh, cup so far, so clearly I'm not doing something <laughs> right. Um, but no, on the whole, yeah, I mean, I'm happy with it so far. It's uh, it, it's been quite good, I think. Okay, I mean, Berger, same question, I guess. So, how have you uh, how have you found it? I know you've been playing a fair amount of FIFA, whether it's Ultimate Team or head to head friendlies. Have you uh, found it refreshing to be playing a different game, or is it just the same game wrapped up in a different skin? Um, I think it's refreshing. Uh... I actually really enjoy the defensive mechanics because I've always um, used the jockey defending left trigger, right trigger, and it seems to um, that seems to be a lot more worthwhile and um, a lot less forgiving than it was last FIFA. So defending wise, I quite enjoy it. Um, so and overall, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's better, but obviously. There's obviously a few issues with the goal, regards to goalkeepers that have come up, and yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely a few. There's definitely a few teething problems, isn't there? I mean, in terms yeah. of the the squad seat issue as well, that that doesn't seem to rectify. If you if you flick the right uh, right stick and and mix between team sheets, it still dashboards you, which is really really disappointing. You know, it's really mm. disappointing for a new game and for it to be complained about and them not pick up on it. Uh, from a different version, it does just very much feel like it's that constant. It's not ultimate team, so it don't make us money, so we don't care feeling. Um, but uh, but you know, again, we we shouldn't whinge too much, I guess. Um, Bertie, how have you uh, how have you found it in terms of the uh, new feature? Are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying it. I've struggled a little bit. I probably lost more games than I've won, but I did I did okay in the uh, tournament on Friday night and got out of the group into the elite group, but lost pretty promptly there. But um, I've, I've been losing most of my games, but as long as I can just beat Red Rhinoceros, I'm happy. So I only have to win one in 10 games as long as it's against him. But I'm enjoying it, yeah. Again, in terms of same sort of question as, as we gave to the guys as well, do you think it's a, a, a very different game this time round? I don't think it's changed very much at all. I think basically uh, the defending, as we've all alluded to already, has become a little bit more difficult, which is a good thing. But... Uh, like I paid uh, Big B, who was famous for his crossing the other night, and uh, 
he was four nil up with four crosses in the first half. So, mm. so some of some of those things have come back into it a bit stronger this time. But uh, I think defending is the biggest challenge that most people are going to have on it. Mm. I would probably agree, and I think that you know, I mean, we're talking. I think I was playing Shelbourne in the uh, in the tournament match last night, and same with Suited as well. They were both saying, obviously, there's you still get them. Uh, if we, you know, quote unquote, Harry goals and, you know, deflections and, and lucky bounces and stuff. But I guess that does kind of happen in real life as well, just maybe not quite as often. Um, I have had occasions, though, where my players have, you know, run into each other. And I don't know if you remember, Berger, when we played each other on uh, Friday night, my defender made a clearance and it just went into orbit. I don't yeah, know where it, went, it, yeah, <laughs> it just it disappeared. Defi- it defied all gravitation it went 100 yeah. yards away from where it's meant to go <laughs> just, again again I, I imagine it's teething problems and patches will fix it we just i personally i don't know about you guys i just hope that the patches don't fix it you know too much so we so we end up with the the same repurposed game year on year because it definitely feels different and for me it's uh, like like we talked about it, it's refreshing um i'm definitely enjoying it this time um in terms of um the, uh, we, we just touched on the tournament on Friday night. Obviously, the first tournament uh, of the new FIFA. Um, Berger, I believe it was quite a good one for yourself. Obviously, running out eventual winner in the top bracket. Um, mm-hmm. So, in, in terms of your first impressions for you know playing competitive games as such, um, again, how did you uh, how did you find it? Did you enjoy uh, the tournament on Friday? Oh uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it's just just getting used to my team all over again on a different type of game. Yeah, I know. Bertie said it's pretty similar, but you've got to kind of learn how to play because certain players play a different way, um, different work rates. You've got to work around so you're not used to that from the previous game. So, yeah, it's just all about um, obviously getting used to and the tournament, obviously, that's just released is just going to make everyone get used to their squads better and in the competitive format. Mm. Just, I mean, um, you look... just, just sorry, James, to interrupt you. Just quickly on that, Burger. It, it sounds like you've... Uh done well i mean you scored 19 goals in four games um on friday night <laughs> yeah well ever since i got malin i've been able to score goals and that was from mid mid trend of the previous season so it does help having a good stru- a striker that can put it away really and not being uh above 80 rated so it's not paying huge wages as some of the players are now uh, earning over two million a game so, yeah. Yeah, I think again that is that's something I definitely want to pick up on later on is is and when we talk about transfers is the debate and it's that thing we were talking about towards the end of last season that um, that the almost like them traditional scales and which one tips the balance you know in terms mm-hmm. of do you go for the the elite you know the quality player or do you go for the cheaper player who maybe you know is just that level below but actually for the wages it will save you is going to be a lot more so I definitely want to touch on that later on. Um, just getting back to, to the Friday night event, I mean, you look at it and there's some real weird results. I mean, I'm just looking at the top bracket at the moment in terms of the knockouts. You know, um, we had Storm beating Suited, you know, 1-0. Very bizarre in terms of the, the way that this game's gone, that it was a low-scoring affair. And, and again, Storm beating Suited is quite strange as well. Um, <laughs> Raz beat yourself, Ash, you know, 7-4. Yeah. You know, I mean, Good Raz, you know, was... Yeah, Raz dispatched both you and Joe in the, in that event, you know. So fair play to him. Obviously, only losing to to Berger in the the final. Um, and again, Berger, I know when we played, it was a very very tight game. I think it was golden goal. Yeah. But then obviously you you beat Bertie. Obviously Bertie alluded to it, it was his first game in the knockouts, and then beat Aaron six nil, who actually beat Gorton seven one. So <laughs> is that thing where you kind of like what do you take from it? Well, actually not mm-hmm. much because I don't think people are really to grips with the the mechanics of the game yet. Um, and I think that's it. I mean, Bertie, you, you were alluding to it, you know, quite quite a, a quick finish for you on, on Friday night. But do you think that's fair? Do you think people are still getting used to, to actually how to play the game? Even bizarrely, obviously, because it's a very similar game to what we've had before. Sorry, Bertie, are you there? Oh, no. Oh, have we lost Bertie? Is he mic on mute, Bertie? Oh. His mic might have died. Oh dear. Well, hopefully you can hear us, and he'll come back soon. That's a that's a bummer. We'll try and get him back. Um, Ash, if you can press some buttons and try and get him back, that would be great because you are the button pusher. Yes. Uh, we'll blame Brexit for that. Obviously, Bertie, of course, not not part of the UK, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, Berger, looking at the uh, well, Ash tries to revive Bertie, um, Warzone style. Um, looking at the uh, the lower bracket, 
um, Jeff ran out of an eventual winner coming through four games as well, you know, so he had, he had to do it the hard way very much so. Um, in terms of the lower bracket, again, I don't know if you've got it up to, to view in front of you. Any any shocks particularly there? Um, I'm just getting up the second. I'm back. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Back. There he is. Yeah, sorry, my uh, my my uh, controller actually turned off and as a consequence, my mic died. <laughs> oh, poor Bertie. Poor Bertie. It's... Uh, 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 we'll, 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 we'll not talk about what Harry called you the other night. Maybe it's starting to come true. Uh, yeah, all, all I'll um, I'm glad Brexit doesn't affect me. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, I mean, Bertie, what we were just talking about before before you uh, you might died. Just saying, do you think that people are still getting to grips with the mechanics of the new game, and that's why we see a lot of varied results in terms of not just high scores, but people beating each other on a on a sort of irregular basis. I do, but if you actually look at a lot of the results, the, the kind of, a lot of them are along the lines you would expect. Maybe some of them are very high scoring, but like if you look at, say, my group games, I've played two Division 2 guys, I've beat two Division 2 guys, I've played a Division uh, uh, 1 guy and he beat me. Uh, and then I played Burger and he beat me. Uh, and I think I've been finding most of the games that the guys that uh, I would lose in the previous FIFA, I'm still losing to the guys I can beat, I can still beat. But I think the scores are. Uh, much more inflated than the last version, mm. you know. As 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 you can see, in the, like in the, like Berger scored six in his t- after beating me for one, he scored six against two pretty good players. Like, mm. you know, I think in the last last version, I don't know if you'd be beaten Aaron six nil. Like uh, Josh, you know, you'd know that. But uh, I think it's definitely there's a lot more goals in it and a lot more exciting to play. I think it's probably. They've written it pandering to the to the masses that to make it a more exciting game with more goals. And I've noticed that the good players, like you, will score goals from angles that you might have expected goalkeepers to save goals at in the previous mm. version. Yeah, I don't know whether you found that um, Ash or, or, or Berger as well, but um, like Bertie just said, definitely going through uh, on goal. A lot of my shots are going towards the near post now because I think that keepers just aren't saving them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just quickly on that. I mean, I played. Um, I think it was Sufi earlier today, or it might have been Shelbourne actually, um, that I got a goal in. At the did you win or lose? I, I lost, but I did score a goal at, the, at that near port, at that near post that probably shouldn't have gone in. Um, I, I suspect in a couple of weeks' time, when they uh, you know start releasing their patches, that will probably be fixed. Um, mm. Yeah, I think goalkeepers will uh, be one of the first things on the agenda. Yeah, I mean it is interesting. Like I say again, hopefully they just don't patch it too much. We can uh, we can only hope. Um, so we're gonna just sort of move on from Friday night's tournament. Um, and we're gonna talk. Um, I think I don't know whether you uh, whether you and Berger do have it. Ash, I think Berger definitely has the golf game. Oh, I but, don't. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. No, so I mean this this could be more of a chat for Berger and Bertie. But Bertie, if you want to uh, kick off your golf segment live for us, that would be fantastic. Oh, I will indeed. Hold on for a second. My wife is just bringing me a cup of tea and my prop. Here we go. So basically, <laughs> uh, the new golf game is out about. Um, nearly two months at this stage and it's been a a huge change from the last game there's been a lot of criticism of it because of the fact that uh, what you would do what's called a fast swing which is a bit of a glitch which a lot of people have been taking advantage of in the game but they seem to have patched that up in the last few versions so i would have said that it was disappointing that maybe more people didn't get the game but you could understand why because of the difficulty like it was a very very difficult game to just pick up and you couldn't really pick it up and play that being said, in the first few weeks, in our, we've had uh, three weeks of our tour. We've had um, Berger won a, a tournament, uh, Joe won a tournament, and there's another guy, a new guy, MSD, he won a tournament. And um, one of the good news stories is that all eight of the guys who applied for TGC cards eventually got them through the qualifying schools. Uh, five of us got them the first week, and then three of them uh, got that last week. So kind of, there's a great um, following from the site of for all the guys on the TGC tours and Wells in particular is doing very well like if you look at there there's about 12 or 13 different divisions and he's in division 2 which is quite a quite a good level he's ranked up in around 400 in the world which is a fantastic achievement um, there's just one uh, bit of a podcast exclusive I have for you and that is that uh, from next week on we're going to make um, the AG tour a minimum of pro clubs because basically up to now you could use any club set, but we're changing it to try and make it a bit more uh, even throughout the game, which is quite difficult in this game because it's totally unlike the last game. And you, like when you're starting off, if you have a beginner club, 
you can only hit the ball so far whereas if you have a higher more difficult club in the last game you could hit the ball further that's not in this game the guy with the easiest clubs can hit the ball as far as the guys with the most difficult settings so that'll hopefully uh, help with the AG Tour going forward and uh, it's definitely not as tough a game to take up as it was in the early stages so hopefully more people will take it up and we get them in on the AG Tour that's it <laughs> cue the music um, all quit yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think again, it's. Um, I mean, yeah, it's. A, I think it's a wise move from from when I was uh, playing with the uh, the old game. It makes sense to have everybody on pro clubs as a minimum. I think that uh, there was a bit of controversy around somebody I can't remember who having um, having beginner clubs and uh, and again seeming to do overly well. And when they moved to pro clubs, I think they did quite well anyway. So it definitely mm. definitely makes sense. Um, Berger, again, obviously, anything for you to sort of comment on that? Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed it. I haven't played it as much as I can, uh, but I will be targeting it when I have more time because obviously new games have come out. But he did mention I did win one of the rounds after having an appalling round for the first week. Um, but yeah, enjoying it. It is a lot different compared to obviously the previous version. But once I get time and effort, then I can move up to Master Clubs and then hopefully go on to the TGC and go on from there. But I haven't really got the time to put the F in because it takes a lot of skill and and Bertie knows I like going in the water a lot so <laughs> and I don't I don't want and it gets me down so I don't particularly want to <laughs> go into a game and ending the water all the time <laughs> yeah you're not pre you're not pretty in swimming times <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to be fair i would say that in terms of um in terms of the golf game i echo that 100 percent. that it is if you're not going to devote time and effort to it then it is one of those games that's incredibly difficult to master you can go and play fifa you can go and play you know um f1 and maybe not be as you know as as in it all the time and still do well but for me the golf game it is all about rhythm and and you know getting that practice down right, yeah. which is part of the reason me and i'm guessing yourself ash just didn't get on with it yeah i mean it's just one that i think i um i never really got around to purchasing and uh i, I think um the issue with the sort of golf game and especially obviously being a full price game as well i mean when the golf club came out i think it was about 35 pound or so i mean this was the full 50 quid um it's a lot for a game that you know you've got to get more and more out of it you've got to get lots of practice in it sounds like you need to get lots of practice in on the new on this one um so i'd have been no good at it um i mean in the future maybe um you know might come involved but uh yeah it, it sounds uh it sounds uh it sounds like good fun but uh it's good if you were any good at it <laughs> right we're going to get to the, the sort of main uh, main segment of today's podcast, um, which is transfers. I mean, who doesn't love a good transfer? Um, so we've seen a lot of transfers go through since the market opened on uh, on, on Friday night, I think it was. Um, and uh, I mean, again, I, I've written a few down, boys, and I'm going to throw some at you. If you've got any you want to throw back and, and obviously discuss, then please let me know. Um, but uh, but I'm going to kick things off with probably the mo one of the most bizarre deals, which kind of happened live in the uh, that, that we all discussed live in the party on Friday night. Um, do we think Wiz Fox blew his blew his load too early by letting uh, Batshuayi go for a, a cheap 15 million? Um, Ash, I'll ask you that first. Um, yeah, I mean when you see some of the prices that have gone, um, you know, for players in the last couple of days, maybe Wizzy was keen to be one of the first to do the deals. Um, you know, I think 15 millions are steal. And uh, had he waited it's a couple of days cheap. more, I think he would have gotten maybe double or even triple that. Um, mm. I, w I would say, I would personally say that Batshuayi you could get 30 million for. Berger, would would you agree? Uh, yeah. Especially down. considering the rating as well, we, yeah. like we've talked about. When um, someone mentioned in the party, like you alluded to, the amount of groans that people were trying him out was quite telling yeah. that he would be someone that would interest most people, especially for Scudo and the starting amount of 15 million. So, yeah, I think um, he missed out on a quite a bit of Scudo there if he if um, he waited and waited for the PMs to come about. Yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those things. He might have just been content to take the, you know, that maybe that was all he wanted, and he's he's not greedy. But Bertie, it does seem a bit of a strange one. It does indeed say when you look at the likes of uh, Josh King went for four times that price and he's uh, slightly better rated. Now, whether some people might like uh, 
uh, Josh King a bit better than Mitch, Mitch, Mitchie Why? but uh, like to go for four times the price, I think definitely Wiz uh, could have held out for probably 25, 30, I'd say at very least. Okay, I mean, you've you again, Josh King's one of the other ones I've got written down, so I mean, we'll come straight on to Josh King. Um, I mean, Berger for me, you know, 60 million for um for josh king you know we don't know where he's going to end up in real life yet um so i mean that could determine in terms of form and upgrades and things like that i mean again has tunners overspent there is bry rubbing his hands together when he got that pm do you think um i think it's 50 50 if you ask tunners um yeah he's getting a good player that's got to be the pace he's got a you know technical uh, now, and he will be one of the top strikers on the site. Um, and Bry's getting a good chunk to spend on other areas of his squad. So, yeah, he may have overspent a little, but but I think with that kind of deal, it suits both parties. Tunners is getting the play, and Bry's getting the scudo to strengthen other areas. I mean, Ash, what do you think about that particular deal? Would, yeah. would Josh King have been one you're interested in? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, we've had this debate many times before. Um, you know, 60 million it is a lot, and obviously for that sort of figure, you do want him to perform. But if he does perform and he gets the goals, um, then it is 60 million well spent. Uh, I mean, it's big, big money. I, I've no doubt. I think he's going to be a good player for Tunners, and I think Bry will also invest well as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, that is. That is big money. I mean, I've just got another one that I've got written down here. Um, mm. It's Jonathan David. Uh, yep. Big E, 65 million. Um, mm. I mean, again, I think, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if there's any more bigger deals than that that has happened since the windows opened. I don't, I th- um, there's I there's one. There's one in terms of, not straight cash, though. That's the biggest straight oh, cash. Yeah, straight cash. I mean, Big E done quite well last season. Um, so Jonathan David is going to be a big, big, big addition for him. Um, so I expect him to do very, very well and probably will be 65 million well spent. I mean, just, just on that, so first of all, I guess from a from a value point of view, Bertie, again, do you think 65 million for Jonathan David? You know, 19 years old in real life, just transferred to a man. Good deal? Yeah, at the end of the day, if you really, really like a player, it's always a good deal. It doesn't really matter whether you have to pay 50 or 65. I think if you really want a player and you like him and he fits into your style... Just as, as the opposite to say, Tunners really likes a fast striker. So he really would have liked Josh King. Brian, on the other hand, he likes the big guy that he can get the, his headers into. He probably didn't suit uh, Brian's style. So that was a great deal for the two of them. So just as Tunners was happy to get Josh King, I think, um, you know, uh, if you're happy to get the player, it doesn't really matter what the price is. Now, there's lots of money in the market at the moment. So I think it's a bit... Uh, you know, it does. It's not as if it's we're down to ten or fifteen million scoot up among, among each other, and you're spending fifteen and all the and all your money's going on a player. So I think whatever you're happy to play at the moment, it's, it's it goes. I, I wouldn't be really critical of anybody, um, paying big money. Like there's there's one deal going down tonight where you have a goalkeeper, um, is going for for forty million on a player from uh, from Rhino, who's doing done some huge deals in the market. You know, and like uh, I, I can't think of who's who's getting the goalkeeper, but like he obviously wants wants a good goalkeeper. You know, he's willing to pay at the price. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just um, again, just touching back onto Jonathan David for a second, Berger. I mean, you know, we've seen that Biggie. You know, he did really well last season. I think he's coming up to the Prem next season. Um, whatever guys the Prem will be in, you know, in terms of the the console discussion. Um, is that a sign-in, you think, that can, again, like we saw with Shelbourne and Suited, obviously having really good squads, is that a sign-in that you think can bolster his his chances of, of staying in that division? Yes. Um, I didn't actually know how Jonathan David left, and if you'd asked Phil, the amount of PMs I sent him just to get him, um, yeah, I mean... Would you have would, paid would, more? Um, considering my wages, probably that would probably be the limit, but obviously you need to ask at the right time, and Biggie did, but if he was av- available for that price, I would pay it. And if I had the scudo to have in hand, the one thing I'd say about 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 Jonathan David is like in any team, if you have a good cam, if you play with a cam, I would mm. say cam is probably the single most important player on the team. Mm. If you have a good cam. <clears throat> Yeah, I would probably agree. I think again, it's the link-up man, isn't it? And I think um, didn't doesn't Martinelli play cam for you, Ash? Or yeah. did anyway? I believe. Yeah. Was he gone again? No. 
Well, I hope not. We'll leave Ash out for a minute. Hopefully he comes back. Um, <coughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, moving on from Jonathan David, um, one this is this one for me is really, really interesting. So, towards the end of last season, again, cast your mind back, boys, it's... Um, we saw one player in particular being transferred an awful lot and, and attempted transferred an awful lot. And that was um, Tangai and Mbele. Um, you know, he ended up with Rai towards the end of last season and stayed with Rai to the start of this new game. Um, he's, he's come across to Aaron, you know, Aaron's bought him for 37 million. Um, last season we found him, he was quite hard to shift this season. There's been no change to the rules, no change to the wage structure or anything like that. Um, what's different this season to the end of last season. Why has this happened, do you think, Bertie? I really don't know. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I just do not know why. Nothing has changed really at all. And, like, Aaron knows what he's doing with the player. Like, he's mm. he's he's playing FIFA for quite a long time. So, like, he obviously values in Dombele in his, in his central midfield as a valuable player and is happy to pay the price, you know? So, like, if it, it's, not, it's not someone naive that's buying, buying him Dombele. It's someone that knows what he's doing, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's again. I think that's fair enough. I just it was something that I just thought was a bit strange in terms of um, in terms of that you know nobody could shift him last season or it seemed that way anyway. And this season, Berger is he's transferred on what was pretty much the first day, you know, for, mm. for not an in, 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 insignificant amount of money. So again, have you got any different opinions on that than Bertie? No, I think it's just purely because there's a, so much skewed. I mean, people can afford to have more than one eighty in their team now. I mean, speaking from Myself, who's got the most wages on the site at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, I think people... I mean, I've got 170 Scudo. I'm paying out 8 million a game. So that covers me for a lot more games. And if players like and, and Dembele, they're coming on the market now, it's because people can afford them. Whereas before, um, you, you're wanting an 80-rated 80 80 player to make an impact. And he's a type of player that won't have an impact as like a Hallen, for example, um, because he's playing in the middle of midfield. But now you can afford to have someone like that in your squad mm. if you've got the Scudo behind you. I think that's it, isn't it? And, you know, Bertie, you said about the amount of money that's in the market. You know, just looking, you've got Gazgrass nearly on 200 million. You've got Bertie yourself, obviously 185, Berger 176, Suited's 166. So, like you say, the, the 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 leagues are awash with money at the moment, aren't they? But this is partly why I imagine this tournament has been created in in the way it has in terms of the the payout structure. Um, that being said, you can if you've got a relatively let's say, I don't know, normal, if there's such a word in terms of wage structure, um, you know, maybe three, four million a game that you're losing at the moment, um, you can easily cover your your tournament um, outgoings by completing the head-to-head games. You know, yeah. the head-to-head games, we've seen that you can obviously accrue the money and it's 10, 15, sorry, it's uh, 5, 10 and 15 million. You know, you can make 20 million plus get, you know, extras on, on the way there as well. So for me, that's... Um, that's definitely a way to, to make some money back. Um, and again, it's good to see a lot of people doing the uh, the head-to-heads to, to sort of crack on and, and get those played. Um, in terms of, I mean, you, you alluded to it in terms of, uh, was there any other bigger deals, Bertie? And for me, the only other two deals, one, one involved myself, which we'll come on to later on. Again, purely just a case of wanting the player, so maybe spending over the odds slightly. Um, but this was again one of the sort of more typical ones for me. And again, Berger, I really want your your opinion on this, uh, especially since it's uh, your sort of close rival, Suthi, involved. Um, Rhino sold Richarlison and paid sixty-five million to get uh, Renato Sanchez and Jules Cowan from Suthi. Um I mean, first of all, general appraisal: is it a fair deal? And secondly, would you say that Suthi has been weakened by that? What would you say, Berger? Um, tricky one that one is. Um, it's like outweighing the the Wayne scales, like you've said before. I mean, Richarlison uh, has had a great start to the season with Everton, um, and he's very good on the game. I know ultimate team wise, he's good, but I know that never necessarily means he's good on the normal online friendlies. But um, if he has a big impact there. And if he can afford to lose those two players, um, and he's got a good whack of Scudo behind him as well to strengthen the areas that he might have lost. Um, yeah, I think it's he, he, like the other one. 
Um, I, I see from both sides, and you've got Rhino, who's got a quality centre-back in the centre-mid, and so he's got a quality striker. Now, if you want quality, you want it in the striker department, really, and you want to rely on them to score goals more mm. than anything, especially on games where you can create chances. So, well, I, I'm I mean, always going to... I say this is it. I mean, you know, we've seen Eduard leave uh, Southie as well, who obviously was his top scorer last season. Yeah. So he's going to need someone to replace those goals up front. And hopefully Richarlison, for him anyway, will be the, the man to do it. Um, from well, the other side really, of it... But... <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully not for us. For me and you, hopefully not, yeah. Um, Bertie, the other side of the coin, obviously, um, you know, we've seen Rhino pick up Sanchez and Count, but lose his, uh, one of his favourite players, Richarlison, and, and, and the value of £65 million. Um, again, in terms of the fairness of the deal and, and the balance of it, would you say it's about right? I know you said that if you want a player, you pay over the odds if you want it, but, you know, looking at it objectively, would you say that's a deal you'd have done? I probably would not have done it uh, for that price. I I do know that Rhino would have been absolutely thrilled to get um, uh, Renato Ch- Sanchez because for the last few FIFA's he's had a, a, a love in with him himself and Payne and uh, some stage I'm sure Payne is going to have him when they do their little wheel and dealing. Um, but I, I I do think well, the only thing about the deal is that I, I think that the further up the pitch you go in this FIFA the more influential the players are on the game. So yeah, I can absolutely. understand why Sutty would pay so much for him because I question whether the, like, Sanchez, and he got a good, a really good centre-back off uh, Sutty as well. So the, so uh, I question whether they'd have the same influence on the game for him as Ricarlison. So it'll be it'll be waiting to, and seeing. And, 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 like, we'll probably see uh, Sutty a top uh, goal scorer with Ricarlison. That time will tell. I mean, that wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to be honest. Um, the, the I've got two more transfers that I've got anyway that I want to want to discuss. But I mean, one of them was just to bring it up. Obviously, my, myself uh, managing to snag Pulisic from Hilly, who I think was quite in demand. Um, I again, I would probably say I paid over the odds. You know, I paid five million plus Danny Olmo plus Fred. You know, so for me, I, I, again, I probably say I got the worst end of that deal. But again, it doesn't matter to me, like you were saying, Bertie, because I got a player who I was, you know, had a vested interest in, and who since bringing him in has scored bagfuls of goals. So for me, I think that, like, like you sort of alluded to, it's you pay what you think it's what, what that deal's worth to you. And I know I needed to bring in forward players and could possibly lose some from the middle of the pitch. So, you know, again, it, fingers crossed, it's going to pay dividends this season. Um, mm. In terms of the, the last, uh, one of the last decisions I want to and, and deals I want to talk about, Berg actually literally was done uh, this afternoon, and it was yourself, um, yeah. someone I was interested in anyway, which I you know made made clear was was Maitland Niles. Yeah. So what's the thinking behind this one? Because Maitland Niles doesn't carry a huge wage. Um, he is a very versatile player. You know, could play centre mid, could probably even do a job sort of you know in in the back four as well, not just a, a wing back. Um, what was the thinking in terms of that? Wages, you might say well, he's not got a huge wage, does he? It's a, it's half a million, uh, and oh, if you look nothing. on the transfer market, I'll have Nick Pope. Mm. Now, um, that is a big wage. Is that two million? Two and a half. Uh, now, oh, I wanted to try and knock three million wages off, and um, that one, a man the noise, yeah, have a good season, put him up. I just wanted to get a player that's likely to go up, goes up and having looked at the player that Rhino offered, I've yeah, read recently, upon him. Yeah, recently and, transferred to Wolfsburg for 10 million, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah, and he's played all the games so far. So I've had a look at him and I thought, why not? Because um, he's lower wages at the moment. He will still start for me. And it's like with Nick Pope, I've been offered a 77 rated goalkeeper and I'll be saving 2 million alone on him. Um, and two and, and, a, and a half million, so that's two and a half million wages. That uh, after the end of the first part of the tournament, that will save me twenty five million. Wow. Scudo. So <laughs> you've got to count that in as well. Mm. Uh, that's if I do Nick Poe, of course, because mm. I do really like him. And I mean, people have had struggle with goalkeepers, but I think he's done brilliant for me. And he's he's probably the, the good for me. He's the best goalkeeper in the league yeah. right now. Oh, hundred percent. 
Hands down. I mean, would you would you agree? Yeah, Bertie. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, you know, saves with feet, six foot seven. Yeah. You know, only yeah. going to go up. He's got great potential for me. When, yeah. when I saw you put him up, my initial thought was, "Oh, madness! What's he doing there?" Mm-hmm. You know, he's having a right mare. What's what's he what's he playing at? But then, like you said, when you delve deep, and obviously the, the I didn't quite do the crunch of numbers like you've done there. That that's crazy money, isn't it? When you yeah. think about it, you know, it's kind of like the whole. Uh, Man United offloading Sanchez and things like that, you know, paying effectively paying someone to clear away. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you don't have to pay the wages. It's kind of it's adding a bit more of a realism to to the Asian yeah. league, which is fantastic. Um, Even and, though okay. I've got under the seventy six million, I still want to look out because there's going to be later on down the line, maybe next season there might be a cut. So I've got to consider that as well. Mm. And I'll be scraping to sell players if I need to make ends meet after that. So. Yeah, I did say I'm testing the water, so I'm not entirely sure I want... Because, yeah, I really like him. I got him because I know he's going to go up and I didn't realise loads of players would go up for me, which, in effect, has messed me around a bit with all the upgrades I got. So, yeah. Yeah, but I think, again, like I say, for me, I think you... Again, you seem to have done the workings out and it seems quite quite a shrewd move if you can... Uh, let's say, if you can offload him. Yeah. Um, then, then it probably seems like a, a good move. Uh, I just want to quickly check. Obviously, we've not heard from our resident button pusher, but we may have just found a solution. So, uh, calling Brighton, are we there? Oh, we, well, you, he sounds fine. like you're talking without a mic from Brighton right now. Maybe, maybe go closer to the mic, Ash. Not the other side of the room. How about now? That's better. The, that's better. Yeah, You're still quiet, yeah, but do you know, I think we, we might be able to work with that. Apologies yeah. for, for anybody I who's... Uh... <laughs> I mean, this is the guy who pushes the buttons, so if he can't do it, we're, we are really struggling. Um, so, I mean, just a, a quick one, because we've, we've talked and you know, we've, we've digressed ever so slightly in terms of in terms of the transfers, especially with, with Ash having his technical difficulties. Um Berger, one of the things I wanted to ask you in, in terms of um, yourself and, and Jaxie mainly, just concentrating on that that sort of nucleus at the top of the league, because I think me and Ash and, and Bunsey, those sort of players, I think are more out of it now. Um, what do you think that what do you think that yourself and Jaxie need to do in terms of transfers? What's going to kick you on to hopefully push you above Sutty this season? I wish I had the answer. Um, <laughs> purely. Um I'm just, I'm looking for, well, I just need that cam, that quality cam, uh, because I'm using Dela Cruz, who's amazing, but I don't want to rely on him in a cam position. Mm. Um, and he's always played there for me, and I've never really got that dynamic player that I need. And I've inquired a lot, and things are starting to move now, but um, but I've realised, I've realised, um, Jaxi has played Sudi as well, and Jaxi beat him. So, mm. um, and I would say Jaxi has got the much worse score compared to me and Sudi, hands down. So, I think it's it's a it's a tricky one because it's just got to get the white player to come in and then hopefully have that big impact that you want. But at the moment, you've got to wait uh, the people you're doing deals with. You've got to try and get what they want as well. And that's always going to be difficulty in negotiating. I, just, um, just quickly on that, um, I, I played Sophie earlier today um, and lost two one. I, I don't think um, he's definitely not found the ribbon uh, yet with his team. I think maybe it's a new FIFA, um, but there was something about it. I, I don't want to say he was easier to play against because Sophie's never an easy player to play against. But um, I was involved in the game a lot more than I had been towards the end of uh, last, uh, you know, last FIFA. Um, so maybe early on, there's a couple of good opportunities for people to uh, get results against him. I, I suspect by the time the uh, we start the new season, um, he'll be fully ingrained and he'll have uh, be beating people left, right and centre. Um, so what we can what we can take from that is you're basically saying that Southie's lost it. Uh, and, that he's, and that he's a bad player. No, he's, he's he still beat me. He's, he's still beat me. Now, he's still beat everyone. Andy Brill material. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what he said. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, we, no. <laughs> in regards to Southey, um it's one of those where comparing me to Southey, he's a lot more consistent against the teams that are below. Um, I can get a result against Southey where many people can't, but I have the slip up that he maybe doesn't. So 
that's where the level he has at, and I've got to try and aspire to be something like that, and Jaxie as well. Yeah, I think, again, it's going to be, when we kick off the season, it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, right, we're just going to quickly break before we finish off uh, with our last segment about the uh, the, the, to- the ongoing tournament. Um, just for Joe to do his F1 segment regarding uh, last night's race in Spain. So, uh, take it away, Joe. Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me back for another F1 roundup. I am coming to you for my work this week, so apologies if you hear some dogs barking in the background. I know you had a good um, look at the F1 last time on the podcast. I think you covered the first three weeks of the season. Since then, we have had another three weeks. We had week four, which was Bahrain. We had week five, which was Netherlands, one of the new tracks. And we had week six, which was Monday gone. That was in Spain. We'll take a quick look at each race. Looking back to week four in Bahrain, we had one of the most controversial finishes we've ever had in the F1 since it began we had suited and nicky gibbon um going to the last corner unfortunately nick decided to have a very heavy-handed maneuver i think that's being quite kind to him and he purposely tried to take suited out off the last corner cost him the win nick did win that race unfortunately i had to give him a one-week ban something i've always been pretty clear on anyone ever tries to do something on purpose it it, it goes without saying we don't accept that uh, unfortunately he decided to um quit the championship so there we go he's gone but he did win that race anyway suited recluse was second we had wardy in third we had wells in fourth we had shelbourne in fifth a shout out for suited who had the fastest lap in that race um on to week five in division one we had the start of two wins on the trot for wardy uh, this was again in netherlands one of the new tracks he also had the fastest lap of 143 which was very fast Jaminator went really well. He was second place. We had Bunsey in third, Wells in fourth, and Golden Beard in fifth. On the week six, again, Wardy had his second win on the trot. Again, with the fastest lap of 121.0. Fantastic driving from him. We had Wells in second place. He did try to mess that up. Thankfully for him, Jaminator had so many penalties. Once he got past, he actually got demoted back past him in the final standings. We had Shelbourne in fourth place, suited in fifth, and we had Hilly in sixth. We'll take a quick look at Division 2. Again, there's been three races. In week four in Bahrain, Bertie's first ever win. Congratulations, Bertie. He also had the fastest lap of 138.6. Just shows if you put a bit of time and effort into the game, you are definitely going to get better. Again, well done, Bertie. We had Ash in second, who had been in really good form. Rhino in third, Payne in fourth, and Harry in fifth. Moving on to week five sorry, in the Netherlands again. A win for Red Rhinoceros in the Alpha Tauri. Bertie was in second place, showing his um, continued good form. We had Big B in third, probably one of his best runs of the season. Harry in fourth and Payne in fifth. A shout out for Ash, who had the fastest lap there back in seventh place. Week six in Spain, that was on Monday night. A win for Payne Wells, also in the Alpha Tauri. I'm sure Rhino and Payne both told me at the start of the season they couldn't possibly be competitive. Who's laughing now? Harry was in second place. Bertie was in third. Ash was in fourth. A big shout out to Tuggy. It was his first race and he did have the fastest lap of 123.7. Unfortunately, he was disqualified for numerous penalties. We'll take a quick look at the championship tables. Division 1, very tight. We've got Ward in 109 points after his two wins in the last two weeks. Suited on 99 points. Shelbourne's on 72 points, so he's about a win behind. Then with them down to Wells with 48, Jam with 42, and a bit of a gap then to Bunsey, me and Hilly. Division 2, very, very close. You've got Ash still at the top, he's on 89 points. Bertie's only 8 points behind on 81, with paying a point behind him on 80. You've then got Harry on 70, Rhino on 62, and Jeff on 38. Again, a welcome to Tuggy, he's just joined. He's in Division 2 in the uh, Alfa Romeo. Just a little shout-out to anyone that's... Um, Wanting some quick cash. I know everyone's under a bit of pressure now with the uh, the Ryder Cup and having to pay wages and things. There's still a lot of spaces available. It's F1 2020. I believe you can get it for about £35 now on CD keys. Just send me a PM if you want to get involved. Thanks again, guys. We'll catch you next time. Okay, thanks for that, Joe. Um, and again, obviously, great races last night. Just to you know, um, echo what Joe said there, you know, there was very... 
a lack of incident, shall we say, in, in Division 1. And from what I gather, apart from a couple of corner overtakes in Division 2, it's very, very similar. So, um, again, well done for everybody. I, think they, I don't know whether it's the split of divisions, the, the mix of people, or you know Harry being in a slow car. I'm not sure what it is, but it seems to be quite incident-free at the moment. So it's good. I, I, I do think that Division 2 is really well set up. Like, if you actually look at the last couple of races, I've looked at the, the best times in Division 2. None of them would even be... They'd all be quicker. The slowest driver in Division 1 would be still quicker than the quickest driver in Division 2. And as in the last four weeks, we've had four different winners. Ashes won, I've won, Rhino's won, Payne has won. So it's really, really close. And I think it's really balanced. I think going forward, like all we need to do is maybe switch around the cars. But it's, at the moment, it's a fantastic setup. And I look forward so much to doing them on Monday night. It's great fun. I mean, would you would you say in that sentiment then that Joe's got it spot on in terms of cars and, and selection? I think so this season. Like even yeah. uh, even Gasgrass is, is slowly improving. Like he had the he was on the third spot on the grid. I think his racing, the actual when it comes to the racing itself, when all the other guys are on the track, he struggles a bit still with. But he's improved significantly. Uh, but if you look at the cars, there might be a little bit a little bit tweaking here and there. But like we're pretty we're pretty close together. Like Harry is still very good at it. Pain is good. Ash is really good. Like in a slow car. But it, it's made for really fun nights and incident-free, really. Like, I don't think any of the guys in Division 2 are really ultra-competitive. We we all really want to get around the track in one piece. And it's made for really, really good good driving. And I've really enjoyed it this season. Mm. Uh, I mean, again, in terms of the F1, again, for me, it's been an amazing addition to the site. So, again, let's just continue the good work everyone's doing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, right, boys. So, we're just going to finish off... Um, today's podcast just by talking about the ongoing tournament um that we've got obviously it's the the Ryder cup format team joe versus team aaron um just a quick head count so i'm i think i'm team aaron bertie i don't know Chris Kamara. Very chrissy all right isn't it um, uh, your team sorry joe. sorry jeff i'm on joe yeah you on, on team joe just I'm on team Aaron hopefully the Whoa, winning team at go. the end that's it We're- that's it so again so quite a mix of people then really um i think for me it's, it's a really good format really really good idea i love um i really love the fact that it's um we're all in sort of table you know in groups sorry of uh, of equal skill or near, there or thereabouts and it's uh, it's a uh, you know score your own goals no handicap and then when you get to the knockouts it's a free for all and that's when the handicap comes in i think that's a great idea and a really really good format um ash have you uh, found any well you alluded to it earlier on obviously you've you've lost uh, all this not <laughs> most of your games so far what what's going wrong is it the the uh, level of opponent the, the team? i think yeah i mean i, I think uh, i need to uh, send a couple of pms out over the next couple of days uh, and maybe spend a bit of money and uh, you know, open the purse string, so to speak. Um, yeah, it's not good been good. That. I've played three games uh, so far, I think, and lost all of them. Uh, the, the luck's got to run out at some point, and there's got to be a change in fortunes. I'm, you know, confident of that. Um, but I think um, at the moment the midfield's not too good, so it's really sort of uh, opening up in, in games. And you know, I touched on a little bit earlier about the defending. Um, you know the defending's better but also on the flip side of that um, you know if you don't get the defending right then it's uh, it opens up for high scoring games and uh, at the moment it's not going our way so I've got um, yeah I mean I forgot to Biggie a bit later on tonight so hopefully fortune crossed uh, we can start picking up some points but yeah I mean in terms of the format and uh, you know the concept of it it's really really good um, it's a really really good idea uh, Burger, how have you found it? Have you played any games yet? Uh, no, not yet. Um, so you just wait until your granddad's house is available. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> On my own. Yeah, make sure you can make sure you can lag everybody out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yes, that that's my intention. Um, no, all jokes aside. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I haven't played any games yet. It's just that this yeah, early on in the week when there's F1 and I do like sort of Monday. It's tricky, so I'll start getting them done. Uh, middle to the end of this week. Um, yeah, I'll just obviously get try and get more most points for uh, my Ryder Cup team. That's it. Obviously, yeah, it's a lot riding on it, Bertie. First BFA of the season. Um, you know, the likes of yourself, Burger, Gaz, you're all going to want to be on that winning team to spend some of that dough you've got burning a hole in your pocket. Absolutely. 
Do you um just on that as well? I mean, Bertie, you've uh, have you played a game yet? I played a couple of games. I played Joe last night after the Formula One, and it was I have to say the standard wasn't really very good, and I edged him three two, and then I played MJG, and he he soundly thrashed me completely, deservedly beat me four one. I was really poor, uh, and I was a bit disappointed after that, but. Uh, have a look at the table. I see that he's won all four games, so uh, wow, I can't really streak. compare. He's got a hot streak, so like he he is a good player. So like I'd like to think I'd maybe hold my own and finish in the top half. That that'd be my aim for that and get some points for Team Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a strange one, isn't it? Just just on that, I know obviously we're talking about the transfer. Uh, the we're not talking about the transfers now, but when you say about MJG, I mean again from the outside looking in, he's not got the best squad, has he? Really, he's not got any standout players, and to win four games in a row, you know, fair play to the lad. He's um he's obviously doing something right. Again, maybe it's this particular version of FIFA suits him. Um, one of the last thing I want to say about as well, I don't know, and this is again off topic in terms of the tournament, but has anybody played Soggy yet? No, no. Yeah, I haven't either. I'm wondering how this game will suit him. Obviously, it's always a good thing to listen to and and hear people whinging about Soggy's play. So, obviously, with the amount of goals going in, you can imagine he'll have a few nil nils, one nils, and it'll be uh, it'll be banter reassuming. So, uh, we'll uh, we'll see how that one goes. Um, before we uh, before we wrap up, boys, anybody got anything else you want to say about the tournament? Um, I, I can pick up some points. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I hope I can. Uh, I hope I can pick up some points in the next couple of games because I feel like I'm letting uh, Team Aaron down at the moment. You're letting so, the side uh, down. I mean, to be fair, you, we we are all in a separate PM group and and slating you to be honest. So until oh, you win, uh, you don't get invited in. That's more than uh, that's more than valid at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Jam. Yes. Just to add, so because I'm. I'm the admin for Group Two. Mm. Soggy has played Buncey, lost five two, and Plunkett drawing two two as well. Yep. So, okay, so goal fests. Goal fests. There we go. <laughs> like like you say, like everything seems to be on this FIFA. And on on yeah. that note, as Jeremy Clarkson would say, we will we will end it there, boys. So, um, Bertie Berger Ash, thanks obviously for all coming on. Some technical difficulties for us all this evening. Uh, Berger, if you want to say goodbye, and obviously maybe get your grandma in to say goodbye as well. Uh, no, she's downstairs. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, and until the next time, see you later, guys. Cheers, Berger. Uh, Bertie? Thanks for having me on, lads. I always listen to the podcast when it comes out, and uh, it's always a pleasure to come on and have a chat with you. And uh, go, Team Joe! <laughs> Ash? Yeah, no, thanks again, Berger and Bertie, for coming on. As always, it's been a pleasure, and it's been really good to get you on. As always, you know, we say this every single episode. If you do want to come on the podcast, please do get involved and please do PM other myself or uh, or Jam. It's so easy to get involved and do. And, uh, yeah, the more the better. So, uh, yeah, PM and uh, thanks again for listening, as always. Yeah, thank you very much, boys. Uh, again, obviously, Ash, thanks to you, as always, as well, uh, for pushing the buttons, even if you couldn't push your own today. Um, that was ideal. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you. Thank you.